told you. I'm on vacation. While I'm on vacation, I'ma just float. Come here, Mr. Parker. Marcus and Emily Parker, you have failed to notify your airline that you are registered sex offenders. What? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Just found this crawling under our table. He's, He's crawling? crawling? It's yes. your first time! It's a prodigy, it's amazing! We're gonna do a letless in a place this nice! How the hell did you get us in here? You didn't tell them. They gonna be long gone by the time I get into my work thing. You must be Mr. Parker. Apologies for the change in schedule. Mr. Young has invited you for drinks, all of you. Guys, I need you to be really cool. Can you do that for me? Look who you're talking to. When have we ever not been cool? Literally just released from St. Quentin. <laughs> I got you the best wedding present. Why does this Coke not taste cokey? Because it's your mom. It's not your mom. It's really kind of beautiful if you think about it. No! This is not how I picture things going at all. It's cool, Marcus. It's cool. We floating, right? We floating. We floating. Why is so many of us? Ah! Let me down! Get your hands off my wife! Did you come? Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing family vacation into total chaos. Who does that? We have been through hell. Why don't we just go back? I knew it. Chicken. It's only one thing left to do, sir. I've never seen that much water come out of a person before. Did I throw up a lot? Your butthole threw up, bud. Welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 71. I'm John. I'm Justin. And we are your hosts today. But where is our third host, Kyle? I don't see him. I don't see him either. I don't hear him. Once again, Kyle is not here. Maybe he's in a cage somewhere. I, I don't Where know. in the world is Kyle hosting? <laughs> oh, yeah, no Kyle this week, but um, let's start off with some housekeeping. We got a lot of housekeeping today. Boy, dirty house. Dirty, dirty house. So um, this past week, uh, we lost... Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer and actor Terry Funk, who passed away on August 23rd at the age of 79. Uh, do you have any favorite Terry Funk movie roles? Well, we'll talk about one in a few minutes. From okay. Over the top. And then he was also in Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Both are just, you know, classics. Some for better reasons than others. <laughs> yes. And I remember him in the. I, I I was, I thought it was him in the Ringer. And then when I was looking it up, I was like, "Holy shit, that was Terry Funk." You ever seen the Ringer? Oh yeah. We need to cover that. But 
Uh, condolences to the family and friends and fans of Terry Funk. Also this week, we uh, wrestling fans lost uh, Wyndham Bray Wyatt Rotundo at the age of 36. He passed away last Thursday. He has uh, connections to the horror world. His mask, when he portrayed the character of the Fiend, was actually created and designed by horror effects icon Tom Savini. Um, yeah, that, that was a uh, tough week for wrestling fans. It was. And um, also, I mean, pretty tough week all around and entertainment-wise yes. and nostalgia-wise, those of us who remember staying home sick from school will we'll truly miss legendary game show host Bob Barker, passed away at the age of 99. Obviously, best known for The Price is Right, but equally as known for his wonderful cameo in Billy Mads. Yes, and Possibly. the fact that the fact that they reenacted it decades later for like the MTV Music uh, Movie Awards or something in the hospital room. But uh, yeah, I, I saw a thing online today, and. It was like, you know, the TMZ breaking news, Bob Barker dead at 99, and somebody put the comment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such I a thought. pro. Went as close as he could without going over uh, over <laughs> yeah. a dollar. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I thought that was funny, but uh, he'll be missed. Yes. Yes. And then uh, actress Arlene Sorkin, best known as the model and voice of Harley Quinn in the animated Batman series and movies, passed away. She was 68 years old. She was also a fixture on the late 80s, early 90s TV game show, daytime game show market, like Hollywood Squares and the, and the likes. Oh, too. really? So I do remember seeing her in different things. She was pretty funny. I was the name was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But uh, our condolences go out to all their friends, family, and fans. And on a much lighter note, as of recording yesterday was my middle child Sam's birthday. So happy, happy, happy belated birthday, Samajama. You are eight. Happy birthday, Sam. Yes. So, what have you watched this week? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot, but uh, in order to ramp up for the main event this week, I did watch. Uh, Vacation Friends 1. Okay. And then I watched Vacation Friends 2. Oh. Wonder why. And then, because it's new to Max, I watched The Flash. You don't sound too keen on that. <sighs> well, it got a lot of hype. And, I mean, some of the visuals are pretty cool. But, I don't know. I just... Aside from all the allegations and legal troubles that guy's in, I just never really truly liked his portrayal, I guess. And this kind of just solidified it for me. I really liked their Supergirl. Supergirl was good. Um, it, but, uh, she was the one that, was it her or Batgirl that got the movie that was canceled? It was Batgirl, right? Batgirl, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's it. Three movies. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was a uh, busy week of work. And well, back to school. I, well, I worked a lot this week too, but I still found time to get some movies in. Uh, well, you know what? I have three children. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and I only see mine once a once during this week. But uh, so. I started off, I watched the first Purge, not the first movie, yeah, I know. but the I, first I, Purge. Oh, okay. Um, I was, I, the way you said that, I thought you were going to go the other way. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, then I watched The Purge Anarchy. And then I watched VHS, VHS 2, VHS Viral. Then I watched The Forever Purge. And then I watched Countdown, the one with the, the app where they can find out how long they're going to live for. And Vacation Friends 2. So I think we'll be discussing that in a little bit. But that now brings my grand total for the year on as of August 28th. I have watched 1,363 movies. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 321 movies this year. I'm only <laughs> 44. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Um, no, 321 movies this year. How good your editing skills. <laughs> we don't edit. This is... This is raw, movie by raw, uncut, uncooked, uncensored. <laughs> so we should have a disclaimer for all, you know, yeah. all the names that get butchered. <laughs> yeah, see, it goes to show how dumb I am at times. But, so. <clears throat> Sorry. Now that you've hacked up a lung, so. Yeah, you know, came out. Since you started off on movies you watch, I'll start off on picks of the week. Kyle, do you have anything? Nope, he's not here. So my pick of the week is the original VHS. Um, four thugs who make money putting their violent antics online are hired to steal a VHS tape from a spooky house. However, things take a turn for the worse when they find a dead pensioner and dozens more tapes. Directed by Adam Wingard, David Bruckner, Ty West, Glenn McQuaid, Joe Swanberg, and the filmmaking collective of Radio Silence. Uh, this was released on October 5th, 2012. You ever seen this? Yeah, with you. Yeah, probably. Because mm-hmm. um, this is the one with the weird girl with the face that kind of opens at the end of one of the videos under the stairs or something like that. That might have been one of them, yeah. But, you know, now that they've gone to decades now instead of like, yeah, you know, five, six. So I believe 1985 is coming out next, VHS 85. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of watching them all in preparation of that. But we'll talk about that next week. So what's your pick of the week, Justin? Well, my, my pick of the week this week will honor Fallen Legendary Funk. I'm going with Over the Top. Nostalgic pick for me. It is a tale in which a truck driver with a lucrative sideline in arm wrestling takes his estranged 12-year-old son on the road after the boy's mother falls seriously ill. 
Trucker is beginning to reach out to the boys, the pair head for Vegas and the arm wrestling world championships. But the lad's wealthy, unfeeling grandfather sends his thugs to put a stop to the bonding and bring the boy back. Directed by Menahem Golan, released February 13th, 1987. A little Sylvester Stallone-driven vehicle here. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's also got Robert Logia. And it was just a great, great... Movies for me. Even back in the 80s, the Valentine's Day movies were awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's all fucking lovey-dovey shit. Big trucks and arm wrestling, baby. Yeah. You, what more could you... Valentine's Day that's for? I mean, shit. That's right. Come on. Come on. Get on. So. It's been a while since I've watched that. i got to watch that again. I actually just recently watched it, too. Maybe like a week ago, two weeks ago. Um parts of it because it was on tv um but yep it was well worth it i do actually think i mentioned that in my movies i watched that week that i didn't watch it so yeah you probably did <laughs> but all right let us get on to the main event vacation friends 2 marcus lands an all-expense-paid trip to a caribbean resort he and his wife, Emily, invite their uninhibited besties, Ron and Kyla. But when Kyla's incarcerated father is released from San Quentin and shows up, things get out of control. This was directed by Clay Tar- Tarver, initially released on August 25th, 2023. Written by Tom Mullen, Tim Mullen, Clay Tarver, Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, and it is currently streaming on Hulu. I believe it's a Hulu original, like the yes, first one was. Yes. In our cast of characters, we have Lil Ray Howery as Marcus, Yvonne Orji as Emily, Joan Cena as Ron, as Kyla, Steve Buscemi as Reese Hackford, Carlos Santos as Maurilio, Ronnie Cheng as Jan, and Arnold White Kim as Goat. So, like I said, I did watch the first one in preparation for the second one. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that it started out similarly to yes. the first one, where you got them walking around in the airport talking about the flight plans. But now, hey, he's Marcus on vacation mode. He's floating. He's on vacation. He's floating. He learned a lesson. You got to just float. and as they're getting into it figuring out their plans for their flats they hear the announcement TSA announcement I mean I had just watched the first movie so I caught the voice immediately I saw where this was going letting everybody know that Marcus and Emily Parker well they're extreme was it pedophiles or perverts uh, they didn't register as sex offenders. Ah, register sex offenders. That's what it was. Oh, they didn't inform the they didn't inform the airline that they were registered sex offenders. That was good. So they look, they look around. They, they see them over at the phone, and everybody's all excited to see everybody. They got the old baby carrier in tow, little baby Marcus. Yeah. Yep. Cena. 
John Cena. I could see him. I could see him for a few minutes. Starved, yeah. Uh, but they're uh, they're getting reacquainted over at the tables. <laughs> and I mean, they're just you know. I, this is one scene I wish they didn't put in the trailer. Yeah, I would rather have seen that. That spoiled fresh. it, like yeah. But I see mean, why they did because it shows the type of parents that they really are. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they're sitting there and then the lady walks up. Uh, excuse me, um, I believe this is yours, but I, I found it crawling over around my table. <gasps> he can crawl? <laughs> I mean, that's that, that, that truly does say it all. Yes. Um, but what could be better than Morilio showing up to, yep. to care for the baby? I mean, it's one of those things that's like, like, I guess he must have just been so liked from the first movie because yeah he had a, he had a minor role in the first one. Now it kept kind of recurring, but it's been a while since I've seen the first one. Now he was the hotel concierge guy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Surprise, and then opened the door to the flooded hotel room. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the front desk. Um, concierge. Yeah, good callback to the original. Um, yes. I mean, just the whole airport scene in general was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was good. And it was just like in the first one when they, they called out to them twice over the things, you know. Yeah. Man, those guys look like they have bombs. I want to look at oh, them. Oh, and, and then they said that uh, Marsilio has the cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it shows them in there getting bad, getting searched. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yelling at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 that kind of got me more the second time through, but it 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 still it still held up. It was still pretty funny. Yeah, you know. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go back revisit the first one and then watch the second one immediately after. Yeah, just I mean, to get was... get the feel, but um, yeah. <laughs> so. Now we're on the plane. Oh gosh, yeah. So you get the plane flight. So, so it's always good when they, you know you have a uh, baby ovulation app on your phone that's going off in the middle of a flight. That's always fun. I, I love how he's all, you know, you want to use the bathroom? We just did. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marilio comes out from the front. Do not come out. Don't use the one at the front. Trying to get the diaper down there is almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Marsilio kind of spoils that they're not coming back right away. Uh, oh, yeah, I asked about the return plates. Yeah. And so... We like, include into his ulterior motive for the... Yeah, the trip. The, uh, the trip. Which, you know, subplot. You gotta have subplots. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, 
you can't really I don't know why you wouldn't just tell them I mean if you're there for you know a business thing after your planned vacation I mean that's what we were gonna do you know for my um my trip there oh yeah and I couldn't go to um, oh yeah the week the tree so, fell in my house that's right yeah um <laughs> I mean, I, I understand why Marcus is afraid. Yeah, with them. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it was like, you know, you and Mary and, you know, me and somebody go along and you're like, okay, I, I, I trust him not to fuck this up. But it's not because here's the issue with it. It's not that him not him knowing would would be bad. Because he would somehow tip them off. Because the people for the hotel are the ones who know that he is there. You would mm-hmm. think that he would just try and play it off that he didn't know Ron. Not that he wasn't there for, you know, another thing if he didn't want Ron to ruin it. You know what I mean? Guilty I by guess- association. I get that, but considering that Ron is, since Ron <laughs> is staying in the villa with him, yeah, and that's kind of hard to like pretend that he doesn't know Ron. Yeah, I know, I get that. And knowing how Ron and Kayla get, it he's afraid that they might fuck it up, which of course almost happens. Yeah, well, I mean, either <laughs> way, see, my my point is. Either way, in this situation, he brought him. Yes. So if he's going to fuck it up. It's his fault. Him knowing it's a work thing or not isn't necessarily going to help the situation. Yeah. It actually would be a detriment for him to not know. Because then he can't at least, you know, so some restraint in the destructive nature in which he parties. Yeah. And, you know. you know, it's a movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> everybody has their own insecurities. <laughs> True, but uh, you know, just based off of the craziness that happened in the first one, I think. And Marcus is a warrior. He's yeah. on vacation mode. Yeah, he's floating. But he's floating. He's a warrior. But, but in the back of his mind, he's fucking. Uh-huh. He's like me. He's thinking worst case scenario. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So plan for the worst, expect the best. Well, I plan for the worst and expect the worst, but yeah, I did you. And <laughs> but you know, now we're at the hotel. The bottle of rum is going. <laughs> Night of drinking and partying. Whole lot of drinking. Whole lot of partying. Whole oh. lot of regretting in the morning. Forgot to turn his airplane mode off. Oh, and yes. They tell no him how the meeting has been moved. Ah, uh, yes. From Tuesday to tomorrow. The the big twist to the subplot that yep. was just started moments ago. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, I mean, any night when you wake up on a pool deck... Has that ever happened to you? No. I don't drink like that. No. Never have. Thank the Lord. 
can only imagine what I would do. I think if, if I think if somebody didn't get driven home yesterday, I think they would end up on somebody's pool deck somewhere. I won't name any names. Uh-huh. Yeah, among them. <laughs> but that's another story for for the behind the scenes episodes. Um, but yeah, so they find out that the party is now, uh, the, the meeting is moved up to tomorrow. And they have a lovely little phone call as the executives, the executive, <laughs> uh, forward team arrives yes. in order to prepare everything for the, the arrival of the big boss and the big interview, um, which is always fun to find out right then. When you just woke up after a heavy bender, <laughs> hungover is all hell, and he's yelling at his crew back in his office, yeah. giving on the business over his own mistake, which is always fun. Yeah. But the 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 advance team comes up, you know, kind of in, inform him of what is going on, and invite him and his other guests. <laughs> to a lovely little dinner drinks get together uh so he can meet the uh the vice president of the uh of the division or the one yes. who's interviewing for this construction job this hotel yes. construction job which could so, be life-changing for marcus so yes thoroughly life-changing and i mean you can see where this is going you get Ron and Kyla. They're all ready to screw this up. <laughs> Let's talk about this scene. This one scene in general. They're at the reception. From the moment they walk in to the moment that Reese arrives. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. Baby Marcus is thrown up on Marcelo. Yep, so he's got to go back and get some clothes. Yep, he wishes he packed more clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, rookie mistake rookie rookie mistake mm-hmm. pack as many clothes for yourself as you pack for your child or whatever child you're watching yes <laughs> and they meet the vice president now yep. Marcus and his what, what's her name uh, the wife's name uh, Emily Emily they're dressed for, you know, a business function. Absolutely. I mean, Kyla, I mean, she's a little, always a little bit flashier, but she's still got something that... She's got a sundress on. She's ready yeah, to... It's still, it's yeah. loose, it's flowing, but it's still nice-ish. But yeah, you got Ron there in the, that, that lovely military uh, dress. Military uniform. dress jacket. Hawaiian short, Hawaiian shirt, shorts. But I mean, Marcus had shorts on too. So, um, I mean, I think if Ron had went without the jacket, he would have been okay. Yeah, but the jacket just—it fit him. Like that's what you would expect from Ron. Yeah. But yeah, so you you meet Young, and he's—I mean, he's stereotypical. Asian businessman, very direct to the point. You know, this is just a formality. The minds have been made up. 
you know, we're going to go with, you know, the, the one that we're used to going with, you know, we, we know what's going on. And Marcus stands up for himself a bit, you know, kind of yeah. saying, you know, why won't you give me a chance? And, you know, we had 12 big projects last year with no overage, you know. You don't overrun in construction. That's that's big. Um, happens all the time where I work. But he immediately kind of turns to uh, Ron and kind of gives him the old, and, and, and I mean, who, who are they? You know, yeah. and without missing a beat, there's good old Mr. Lovable Ron speaking to him in, you know, Korean. Korean. <laughs> Give him a, a lovely little uh, full-on, uh, you know, hello speech yes. and, uh, conversation there. So that was unexpected. They often have John Cena just randomly choose to know some kind of language. It's fun hearing him try to pronounce all those things. <laughs> but see, now, I wonder if he learned that from our movie a few weeks ago, Hidden Strike. Well, it's different languages, but um, maybe. Possibly. You never know. <laughs> no, no, it's not possible. Oh. Jackie Chan is not Korean. <laughs> And if you call him that, but I thought it was problems. I thought it was filmed in Korea, wasn't it? Yeah, just because it's filmed there. Yeah, matter. and he lived there for several months, so he had to have learned Korean to live there, right? I think it was for the movie, though. I didn't. I was just saying because of the movie. I didn't say it was for know. the fucking movie. I don't know. I don't know. Seventy-one episodes, and this is the fight with the fucking hill we're dying on. Hell yeah! <laughs> but I can't see him. What makes you think that they can see him? Hey, and actually, a cheap plug. <laughs> he returns tonight, the day this drops on Friday, to SmackDown. Apparently, he's back full-time for a little bit, so. Wow, not full-time. He's just appearing, like, what was it, seven, 17 weeks in a row? Something like that? More than other people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But let's not forget, at the perfect moment, Release the lantern of fire. And the guy A little, hands, little distraction. <laughs> yeah. Hands Marcus I mean, the that, lantern. That's one of the, it's like, he hands Marcus that lantern. You don't see another lantern. Yeah. It is the but only lantern. It symbolizes happiness. And luck. Yes. But you don't hand anybody else another lantern. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Plays a pivotal role. But at that time, there is a loud gate crasher making a scene with security. <laughs> and he's kind of going, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm a, I'm a guest. I'll be by the end of the day. And you get Kyla sitting at the table going, no. And then she gets up, and she starts running over, going, get the fuck out of here. Oh, this guy an asshole. Fuck you, blah, 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 blah. It is her dad. Fresh out of San Quentin. From San Quentin. Yes. Steve Buscemi. I mean, just take a minute. Appreciate him. National Mm -hmm. treasure. Yep. Love me some Steve Buscemi. Another another good job I, by him. Yeah, when we talk about casting and the characters later, 
perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. He does. He does play that slimy, but possibly okay, but definitely slimy character really well. Yes. But he also, you know, plays lots of roles really well. Um, but uh, he shows up, and this is the point in the movie where basically you can see all hell is about to break loose. Because you, you immediately can see after all the talk throughout the, the, the whole leading up to this, you know, how Kyle has been talking about everybody loves Ron. Not a person on Earth. There's no bad people. And Ron just had this conversation. He loves everybody on Earth. And everybody loves him. But you can immediately tell that Daddy here treats him just like Marcus's father-in-law did in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Basically ignoring him and talking down to him. And Kyla Kyla ignores it. She doesn't she doesn't catch it. She doesn't she doesn't feel it. She doesn't see it. She's blind to it. She's blind to it, which she can understand. He's been locked away for years. This is their first time meeting, too, Ron and uh, Steve's character. It is a uh, wonderful little weird-ass family reunion. Yep. But Marcus sees it. And he knows he needs to get them the Fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. They started, you know, they immediately said, oh, what, I mean, what, 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 what were you doing in prison? You know, what did you do? You know, and he immediately starts with the whole, oh, you know, I'm innocent. You know, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. Which, yeah. if anybody's watched Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> everybody's innocent in prison. <laughs> Just ask him. But, uh, I mean... He yeah. plays it off pretty well with the whole embezzlement kind of story there, the tax yeah. evasion type thing. So, you know, there, there's a little bit of believability. And I mean, same as kind of with the first one there, there when Marcus and Emily kind of meet Ron and, and Kyla that, uh, you know, there's all these, you know, miscues, miscommunications in which, Yes. You know, he's doing this thing, and yeah, everything we see and he they see kind of points towards one way, but, you know, it, it winds up being a good, you know, good thing. But even right up until this moment when, you know, the word about Ron and Kayla interacting with this business proposition, now he's he's already kind of, Proven himself worthy when he spoke Korean. You know, so. Yeah. I mean. But you see it pretty quick when he starts on with the, the whole scum coin. Yes. <laughs> just, just the fact that it, it's called scum coin. And. Um. Well, you know, I got on way out. I got this great tip, but I just need $30,000, to <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Let me give you that right now. Yeah. Red flags, red flags, but scum yeah. coin. That's, that's great. Um, but he starts off, you know, the crypto. I mean, it's 2023. Where are all them crypto boys at now? 
Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, tough for them, but yeah. I mean, yeah. some people made out well, but it was great for a while. Yeah. I did it's not. A passing fad. That's all it was. Yeah. I mean, same as everything else. Um, but I mean, there's all these signs. Eh, cryptocurrency is kind of crappy, especially when it's called scum. Scam coin? No, no. Yeah. Scum. Yeah. Scum? No, no. Scum. S C O M. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was a good little, a good one there. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty funny. Um, So, so um, Marcus and Emily go into the room and have a meeting, and okay. we're going to keep them busy, keep them away from the Koreans. Yes, yes, yes. Come up the with some. Wrinkles. Yes, well, come up with some. So they all go out to breakfast there, yep. and they're trying to decide what what they what they're gonna lead them along to do, and. You know, he's sitting there talking about how, you know, this place is nothing but a front for all the, yes. the big-time cartel guys talking. <laughs> that was a good that, that was a good little spiel, though, though, that he's sitting there, you know, how he's uh, uh, talking about all the different drug dealers coming in and staying and all the, you know, the guy from uh, Columbia and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the girls with the yoga mats come out. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. High price focus. Yeah. yeah. High price focus. <laughs> high price. And Ron and Kayla are like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I can see that. that. Totally. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he gets up. Oh, All right. Well, I'm going to go down to the pool and uh, check out the merchandise. Yeah. But uh, that's when Marcus, you know, oh, uh, what do, why don't you guys go surfing? As the two guys with the surfboards come by, and hey, great idea! They're all going to go surfing. This is poor, 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 poor Marcus. So this is where it gets a little even more iffier with dear old Daddy Ken's. After a shady walk to the to this beach, that was a fun conversation. Though, talking about how, how many how many people did you kill, Ron? <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that. There's a code. We don't talk about that. Oh, there's a code. It's a secret. He pulls off those bullying techniques so smoothly. You don't even yes. if you're watching for it. You know what he is, and you still don't even see. But he, he's just you know you can feel that that childhood schoolyard instinct going. Oh God, just get, yeah. just tell him what he wants. Just tell him what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcus clearly panicking this whole time. And but it's great when he's like, you know, 42, and the wife's like, damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. There's a few iffies. <laughs> but Marcus's and Ron's face when they turn the corner and see the waves. Oh, yeah. Wrong side of the island for that. Yeah. Man, there's no chance. That's how, like, I haven't seen them that high. But that constant and choppy, like every time I go to the beach out here, that's on the you know the actual west coast, west coast part. That's always how it is when I'm there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always just wave after wave. I'm like, how do people swim in this shit? <laughs> then again, well, it could be that I'm not to... there. I'm not there in the summer, so. <laughs> well, we're about to see how they surf in it too. 
Yeah. But not not long before a visit from our friend, the vice president. Hold on. You got to get through the shady shit first. So they get out there. Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, Reese here, uh, he, he decides that uh, he's going to go meet up with uh, some random ass dude who just walks up the beach. Nothing shady about that, right? <laughs> no. There's nothing questionable there. Considering he's never been to the Caribbean, but he knows somebody. Yes. Never been there, but he knows somebody. And it's at this time that the Vice President Young shows up on his run out with his the rest of his advance team. And then they're kind of sitting there chatting and, you know, he's a little shocked that they're about to go surfing, considering he is from Chicago, especially by looking at those waves. But uh, Marcus, always willing to dig himself a hole, says you got to push yourself. You know, push your limits. I believe in pushing my limits. And this is, you know, I mean, if you if you're trying That's to get way of life. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to, you know, make in good with a higher up of, you know, this, you know, stereotypical movie Asian company, you got to be hard worker, willing to overachieve and get in there and do it. So makes a good, good excuse. To get them to keep running <laughs> so, and to try and get away with it. Hold that thought. Sidebar conversation here for a second. We forgot something. Which one? What happened to the lantern? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lantern. <laughs> you know, destroying their brand new meditation, meditation hut. Meditation <laughs> hut, yes. So they're in the room at night after Marcus and Emily have their talk. They go out and Kayla's like, oh, a bonfire. Let's go. And they look over and a (laughs) fucking building is on fire. (laughs) And the next morning, Marcus is out there with the vice president and his crew. And I love it when he starts cussing out the old guy. Look at you. You were the damn Lantons. (laughs) (laughs) I did it when I was a kid. It was super cool. (laughs) Or, but when he's asking about the lantern, could you tell which lantern did this? It's like, I didn't see anybody else get a lantern, so I'm pretty yeah. sure they knew it was him. <laughs> so they've burned down this brand new meditation hut. and Honestly, I thought more was going to come of this. I thought there would be a discru- you know, more of a discussion of him just you know, building it, seeing but if I, he can get it done. I think, I think the reason that, that this was in the movie was because of what the vice president says at the end of the scene when he goes, you're making us look bad in front of the Americans. Yeah. So I think that's showing like how this guy is that, you know, he's the gung ho Korean business vice president and he has to be superior to the Americans because it's the American looking for the job and the Korean offer the job. So let's go back. We're back on the beach. Yes. Getting ready. So, yeah, they get through the discussion and they're going to go surfing and they're about to basically, you know, go running away and he's about to get away with it just by walking up the beach and making it look like he's going surfing. Yep. When good old Pops comes back, says, let's get out of here, ladies, you old chicken shits. Yeah. <laughs> And basically just starts insulting Marcus and Ron, saying that they don't have the balls to go out there and do it, how they were going to chicken out in front of this guy's boss. 
And that just obviously, you know, forces them to do the old man up and let's go surfing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this is a bad idea, but you got to do what you got to do. And now they're not going anywhere. So now you you have to at least. Oh, yeah. They're all watching now. They're they're videotaping, man. They got the camera out. He's videotaping this. Ron's feeling it. He knows he he's realizing he has an issue here with with his father in law, you know, admitting that it's the same as, as Marcus is here. So you know, he's just you know, you just gotta you just gotta paddle out there and we just gotta do it. Yep. So they head straight out, they're getting over that first wave, and Marcus mistimes it. And good lord. He gets slammed right at the beach level. <laughs> it's yeah, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, and you see the entire fall, yeah. which probably 10 15 feet down, straight down with, with the a wave. surfboard coming behind you, with like wave coming on you. Yeah, and the next scene, you get the old fuzzy eyed wake up to everybody standing over you. <laughs> Where's Ron? I'm right here, buddy. I'm uh, right here, buddy. I've never seen so much water come out of somebody. <laughs> oh, I threw up. No, no, it, it came out your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely in there for comedic timing. Yeah, but it kind of sets up a little bit more here, so. Shows he's dedicated. Shows, shows you know, he's dedicated. He, he gets out there. He, he tries. So yep. they head back to the hotel room. He comes. Oh, well, while they were doing that, that's right, we almost forgot. Kayla and Emily, they're back at the hotel. They're chit-chatting. And uh, Emily does reveal to Kyla in their little girl chat that she does not want uh-huh. to have this child. Doesn't want this no. baby, but she doesn't want to disappoint Marcus. Yeah. I mean that that's a tough one. Yeah, you know, it is. The other person wants it, you decide, you know, well, I don't know, maybe I don't after the talk starts. I mean that's a big thing. So she's now got this weighing on her. But kind of talks her into it, gives her the old big old sister sister feminism speech up. It's great to have a baby. Yeah. So but she's going to let Marcus know when he gets back. They're going to have that talk. So, oh, highly injured Marcus now is back. So they're going to sit down. They're talking on the couch about continuing this whole, just continuing with the, the presentation now that he can barely walk. Yeah. And how, you know, something's clearly up with Senior Papa Reese here. Yeah. But at this time, young calls. <laughs> you know, he lets him know that uh, you know the the big boss lady's really really worried about him, and you know he's willing to accept that uh, you know we'll, we'll cancel the whole thing because you know he just got careened. Yeah, but he says no, no, no. I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, Young's kind of like you're fine. Like, after watching it, there's no way you're 100% fine. 
<laughs> yeah. But Marcus insists. So Young says, all right, let her know. But you are invited to come out for drinks tonight. You know, kind of a camaraderie get-together after work drinks thing. So bring your friends and all that stuff. Mm. So he agrees. He knows he shouldn't, but he agrees just to show that, you know, again, he's got to show that he's got that that drive to succeed, that dedication, that passion, the loyalty. Got to get in there. So they're going to go out to the casino. They're going to go have this little company shindig. So, well, at this point, Reese is out, though. Yep, Reese is doing his own thing. Kaylor and Emily do his own business, weird ass business thing. That how can someone who's never been to the Caribbean before have business to do? Yeah, and Kaylor and Emily, they're on their own own mission to uh, count cards. Well, Emily doesn't know. (laughs) But let's let's talk the drinking contest. Man, yeah, so, well, first off, Marcus is on his way to find a bathroom. Because his stomach is still messed up from all the seawater. <laughs> and he sees Young. Young calls him in, has him sit down, tells him, like, I don't, you know, play company tradition. Company tradition. We're going to play this drinking game. Line up five shots. They fill them in front of him. I don't know why he didn't think that they were for him. They go through the whole ritual. They all go speed through the five shots to see who's first. And he's sitting there kind of, oh, yeah, it's great, but didn't do any of it because of, obviously, his stomach. So this is not, not, not highly well regarded, even though, you know, he's, you know, my stomach's bad, you know, I can't drink, I can't drink, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get. I don't drink. I'm not going to do that crap. Um, so, he does manage to get them to allow a proxy after he uh, told Ron and Kyla no drinking, no partying, be good, best behavior. But he's got the baby there. He does have the baby there. But he's told no babies at the table. So, he's holding the baby straight up from the poker table <laughs> as he's playing. But he talks Ron into going into it. Ron, you know, before he says yes, lets him know he's got to go into beast mode to do this. Are you fully prepared for beast mode? Boy, howdy, was that fun. This is yes. This is good. So Ron comes in, sits down at the table, and immediately it turns into one of those terrible old you know, Asian exploitation <laughs> scenes for a second there. Starts talking to him in Korean and all that good stuff. Talking about <laughs> after that first round, how <laughs> how he's disappointed in them and all this stuff. Man, yeah. that was great. So he wins the first round, goes through his big dad tribe, and then they bring in Minjin. <laughs> gonna make them proud. 
And so they kind of cut to a little bit later. Now they got the big mug of beer in front of them and a whole lot of shot glasses laid out all over the table. Marcus is pleading with Ron to not go any farther because he's going to get alcohol poisoning and die. And Ron is, I got this. I got it. I got it. And they're all working over, minging over at the other end of the table. (laughs) Then they go, yeah, don't embarrass the company. And then uh, they go, they drink them. They slam their glasses down at the exact same time. And Ron is kind of shaking his head, kind of clearing the cobwebs. And Minjin ain't moving. (laughs) 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 And then Go goes for the the uh, for the pulse. He's like, uh, uh. The next scene, you got the (laughs) the ambulance has arrived, and they've got him back. They got him back breathing. They got him back back alive. Everybody's relieved. But, oh, uh, he's breathing. It's okay. Yeah. He's breathing. It's okay. Young, you know, he he congratulates Marcus. You know, it was a good move. He, he, sometimes you got to pull in the pinch hitter to to do the big things and bring the camaraderie up. So I'm guessing I would be your pinch hitter, right? If you Probably. ever had to do that at work. Now, I'd if I had kinda, to... That'd be kind of hard for, for you to do because I'm not fucking flying you across the country at a moment's notice to come do drinking games for me. I think if it's that desperate, I, I think I got it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can do some, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who are we kidding? Our, our pinch hitter would always be Mongo. Yep. Actually, probably the ring he kind of looked like uh, Ron. <laughs> <Yesterday>. <laughs> I just put that, yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. I thought he was going through a table at one point, but uh, we love him. Uh, (laughs) But uh, at this point, they're going to walk Young back to his his place because he ain't walking very well. No. Because he had started well before they got there. So you got the two of them carrying Young back to his apartment there, hotel room. And uh, just outside the hotel room, really confides in Marcus and kind of goes on a little diatribe against his boss there, saying that, you know, she's a mean lady and all that stuff. And he didn't like her. Uh, Truth comes his, out when you're drunk. Yep. His opinion doesn't matter. But his opinion is that they should choose Marcus. And that touches Marcus. Right in the soft giggly's insides. It's a big moment. It's yes, a good it moment is. for Marcus. But uh, they head on out, leave him there, and they go back to their hotel. Yeah. And so the next day. Oh, the girls. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a whole other part to this. <laughs> so the girls are now playing poker, and Kayla gets up to leave the table. Emily has now won thousands of dollars. And well, being... that's after Kyla got up there. Kyla got up yeah. and said, oh, yeah, you just got to know when the low cards come and all that stuff. So, And she's been asked to leave for counting cards, and she goes, no, I'm not counting cards. I'm not counting cards. You just got to know how to play. You got to know where the low cards and the high cards are. That's counting cards. Cards, yeah. So <laughs> They're dragging her out of the casino. <laughs> yeah. And... As Ron and Marcus come walking up. And Ron and Marcus spot 
Reese in the club mm-hmm. talking to somebody. Wall- oh, yes. Wallace, that, that was his name, Wallace? Warren? Warren, that's what it was. Warren. Yes, they, they catch him talking to Warren about uh, about having the coordinates to a plane crash and where all his lost money is. And Well, by the time that Marcus and Ron walk up, uh, Warren is now threatening to have Reese taken outside and killed. Yes. But at that what? point, thankfully, Ron comes up, Reese, Reese, yeah, from across and the bar. He gets excited because of 42 confirmed kills, couple iffies. And his gorilla size. Yes. So Ron and comes up, Marcus comes up, he goes, you see that guy? No, 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 not, not the flash just guy, the big guy, the gorilla. Yeah, that's my <laughs> muscle. Um, yeah, well. So Ron comes up and goes, can I be serious with you for a second? Oh, sure, big guy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and he just starts blubbering. Why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? Yeah. I love your daughter. Blah, 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 blah. So yes. that, that that doesn't lead lead very well for, for Reese there, but he does eventually get him to calm down and, and tell him about how many kills he has. Yes. Which I guess... I mean, that just makes everybody, you know, kind of bewildered. And Yeah, 42 is a magic number, I guess. It, it, it's, it's a magic number for them, but it gets them to calm down. And so they managed to escape without Reese losing his head and getting shot and killed by Warren. Um, but, I mean, shady is as shady does. I don't know why Ron can't see it, but Marcus sees it. Pretty damn clearly, and he knows they need to get the hell out of that crap. Well, so I believe the next morning he's getting ready for his presentation, and he gets a package. Oh yeah, and <laughs> he's at the office. So, opening the package, he sees a white bag with powder, or a clear bag with powder in it. Hey, what suspicious white powder saying, please hold for, for Reese. Reese. Yeah, whatever his last name was. Yeah, that, 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 if, if I open it, then my assumption would immediately be cocaine. Especially and... given this guy's track record. Yes, and of course. That's yeah. when Young has to come in and thank him for getting him back to his ho- hotel room kindly and so nicely with his drunken right. state and apologize right. for being so so open open and and harsh about his his boss there um but at this point you know you can see marcus trying to move the box out from under his hand every time he's trying to put it down on the table oh i'm sorry i crushed your box oh i didn't mean to crush your box and then Oh no, that's not my box. Oh no, that that uh, that's not, that's not my box. I don't know. And then the delivery guy comes back. Hold on, I need to scan that delivery again. You know. Yeah. Bad and he's time. trying Bad. so hard, so hard for nobody to look into that package. Which I mean, nobody had to look into it if he just you know closed it and said, "Oh yeah, no, I'll move it. No yeah. problem. That's fine." But I get the whole not wanting to have any any relative. You know, plausible deniability. Not mine. No, 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 not mine. Not mine. Even though yeah. his name is on it. But that's just how Marcus is. 
Yes. You know, well, I mean, again, if that showed up at my house, I'd, I'd probably have the same reaction. But uh, he does manage to get through that. And he immediately gets it home, takes it out, and shows Ron and Kyla what was delivered to him. And as he's talking in, in infuriated, before anybody can really do anything, Ron has already taken a full online. <laughs> and I mean, Marcus is supposed to, you know, what why would you do that? You know, immediately we can't be keeping this. You know, he's thinking about having to get rid of it and all this. And then Kyla takes another line. <laughs> no, and I'm just point, talking to him about it. You're gonna go ahead and yeah, do it now. You're just gonna do it now, you know. What? Yeah, it's Coke, wouldn't you? Um, but at this point. Reese comes walking through the door with a whole bunch of scuba gear. He's playing the trip. And seen this scene. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's disappointed because, I mean, Marcus I think that's, that, 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 that was ruining the surprise. That was a gift for his daughter. You know, he hasn't seen her in so long. You know, and Marcus is thinking, you got your daughter a big bag of Coke? He's like, it's not Coke. That's her mother. I hate Even her. Even though he didn't like, like her. her. She's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ron and Kyla have just snorted her mother. Which, you know, understandably leaves Marcus feeling a little shitty. <laughs> which, I mean, considering. But Kyla, Ron, they take it in stride. They're kind of cool with it, which is, I mean. It's shocking, but I've heard worse stories about rock stars. So, um, yes. <laughs> but that time, you know, Reese is all, well, and I mean, I was going to come in here and could tell you about this scuba diving trip I booked. And now you did Private this. And now I don't want to take anybody. And there's, oh, no, we want to go. We want to go. Well, as long as Marcus is okay, all right, I'll go. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So they're all going to go to this. He and played them me, like a fiddle. He did. And let me tell you something right now. I don't care who the hell you are. If I walk into a hangar and that's what my airplane looks like, not happening. I've been on those little two-engine... No, 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 no. No, 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 Not one that no. looks like that. <laughs> I've been on smaller than that. I fucking... No. I, I freaked out when I get... Thank when they... When the pilot of the plane can turn around and go, you want me to move that seat forward for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they, they're going. I mean, they get there quicker, which will get him back for his presentation quicker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, thinking. it's good logic. So, next scene we see. Oh, boy. You've got... <laughs> The big barge with all the trash falling in the water. And then you got them out there snorkeling in this nasty, greenish, blackish, horrible Condoms floating around. Condom float. Blah. And you got him off on the little floaty boat and his buddy there, Jerome, going down to the plane to get the bags of, we find out, money. Um... So, Ron, Marcus, 
not having much fun with all this nastiness here. Almost no. gets a goddamn condom. That's just so gross. He kind of spies over and sees this bag getting lifted up into the boat. And, you know, obviously he's suspicious. Um, no, so, not Marcus. No. no, not Marcus. So he goes back to the boat to see what's going on. Gets up in there. And, of course, you know, obviously realizes the shady shit's going on. But then, you know, has to get everybody out. They got to go because a drone pops up. They get everybody back up out of the water. They're heading back to shore, get back to the, to the plane. They're loading up. And now there are boats for the police coming to get them. That's okay. That's okay, because we got Park wrong. Ranger. Park, Park Ranger. Ranger he is not happy with this scuba diving spot. They did not no. take care of it. All this trash and nastiness. He's going to let them know. He lets them know he's he standing know out there on the beach. Who's in charge around here? He's going to find out real quick. And that's when the bullets fly. So these, these boats start shooting at him. And that's when Reese <laughs> says... Yeah, the uh, Cuban officials don't really like it when you go scuba diving. <laughs> We're in Cuba? You flew us to Cuba? Which, yeah, not a good idea. The plane still can't take off. Thankfully, they do get the plane started, gets it up, and they're constantly, you know, he's trying to get it to go, but they're too heavy, so he's got to start throwing stuff off, throws a bunch of little light things, and then throws the bag of ashes. Which gets hit by the bottle bullet and explodes into dust. And Kayla, I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. And they're on their way back. They think they've made it out of the woods. They're extremely pissed off at Reese. And that's when the plane starts to go down because the fuel tank has been hit. And they're going to land right near their buddy Warren's, which is no bueno when you have all his money on your down plane. Yep. So the plane crashes. They're out there arguing. Reese wants to get the money off the plane before the plane ex. Boom. The plane explodes while they're out there arguing, going over everything that's going on. All the money gone. All that work. All that struggle, and now there's no... Actually, the only one that got away was his friend. His friend had a bag when he ran away. Uh, yeah, that's true. That bag of money did, did get gone. But at this time, the plane explodes, and Warren does show up. Almost got away with it. Almost. Almost got away. But Marcus was ovulating. Yes, you got that that damn app. They're hiding down there in that ditch, and the app gives them away. So now you've got them all captured, wondering what the hell's going on. A little fuzzy on this exact part here. So Warren has caught them, puts them in a shipping container. Well, Which, he tries to get the information first. Yeah, and they won't give it to him. Yeah. But then he gives them the coordinates. Yeah. And says that they went there, but the Cubans stopped them. So the money's still down in the plane. So Warren goes, okay. Sends a guy out there. 
Now they're in the shipping container. They don't realize it's a shipping container. I didn't realize it was a shipping container. I didn't, no, they knew it was a shipping container. Did they? I, I missed yes. that part then. But it proceeds to lift them up and drop them into the water. Now, Ron's like, oh, we should be fine as long as we're floating. This fucking thing is sinking faster than the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they can float for days. Remember, import export business. We lose these things all the time. They'll float for days. That thing goes down a little bit, and then immediately, yeah, it sinks all the way down to the bottom. And it is filling with water pretty damn quickly. Hey, but you got to love Ron's technique. You got to float. You got to just go with it. He taught all the Boy Scouts. He lit a joint and watched the smoke to find the weak point where it escaped. He gets up there and he starts to basically, what, squat lift the, uh, the panel there, the weak point to try and uh, get it to break. But all that force, he comes down and he says, oh, what was all that for? Huh? That's physics. It, basic physics is the weak point. It should have worked. The pressure in here, the pressure... And then the water fills, and they do manage to escape their watery grave. Thank God, because that would have been a sh- would have been a hell of a way to end the movie. Yeah. Um, they all sneak up, and they kind of sneak out through a bunch of the old shipping containers, and they're sitting there discussing hot wiring one of the cars. Ron's like, "I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that." And Reese, it's a life skill. It's a life skill. You got to do it. And at that time. One of the characters starts, and Kyla pops up. Proud, happy daddy moment. And off they go in one of the vehicles. Which we later learn belonged to one of Warren's associates. Yes, it does. With his phone in the car. Where's my car? Yeah, sucks that he left his phone. You know, you'd think that they would have looked for that and thrown it out. I would have. It was right there on the the floor. Yeah, you'd think that they would have just, you know, get rid of that. Nope, you know, they weren't thinking. Yeet that shit. It's 2023. Anyway, uh, so yeah, they're they're getting away. They're headed back. They have they have enough time to get back to the hotel so as Marcus can make his proposal. Yep. They're driving back. They're getting close. They think they have made it. They're almost in the end, and that's when they catch up to them. And now they are the chases on. You've got two jeeps chasing them down, shooting. You got Ron trying to avoid them. Reese yelling at him, telling him that he's doing a terrible job. And it's a wonderful time for Emily to mention to Marcus that she does not want a child. And Marcus is right there saying, "Oh, that's great because I didn't want a child either." And they love their life all the same. And they have their great big revelation while there are bullets flying past their heads. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they make it. So they, they're getting up close to the turn. Just is about to get there. They got one little gap there. And, you know, Reese says, oh, you're not going to make it before that truck cuts you off. Squeaks it on down in there. And Reese is all proud because, you know, the gap closes behind them. And they're trapped in there. Everyone's, hey, you made it, you did it, you did it, you did it. And then that one guy had to shoot out that one mm-hmm. tire. And they come barrel rolling down the driveway while the CEO <laughs> for the hotel group is in there looking over the proposal without Marcus. Yep. 
That was great. That was a good scene. That whole yeah, you made it. You did it. You did it. You did it. Thankfully, everybody's okay. We forgot about Marilio's little side. Oh, Marilio is now becoming a full time babysitter. Yeah, after being seduced by a woman, and he has two kids to watch. So he's 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 back at the villa. He's got the two kids. Um, they're now crashed out front. They're trying to get out of the car. The ladies get out. They get away. They get behind the side. Um, and as the guys are trying to get away, Warren catches up. And he is, you know, threatening Reese, wondering where his money is. When the women have a wonderful idea, but to use this Morelio as uh, whatever the... I, I can't remember the, the name right now. But I forget it too. A but big a Colombian dealer in the area. So that nobody's go, ever run. seen before. Yeah, nobody's ever seen him because everybody who's seen him has been killed. Um, so they go, they get Morelio, and he comes out. And at first, he does a great job. Very simple, concise, telling them, you know, I am, I can't remember the gosh darn character's name. Yeah. You know, uh, you know who I am and all this. And he basically does it. But then he way overdoes it when he sees that it's working. He starts going into detail. You're going to have heads on street signs all over the town. And, yeah. But in the end, Warren kind of looks at him and goes, those two, they're good to go. I don't know who they are. I don't need them. They're good. But we need Reese. Reese is going to cost you $5 million. Ten million. And this hit and they go, oh, where are we going to get $5 million? Where are we going to get $5 million? It was $10 million. No, it was 5 I thought it was 10 No, it was 5 I just watched it two hours ago. It's 5 it's okay. Yeah, well, my memory is better than yours. It's 5 That's true. Um, <laughs> so they're asking Marcus. Marcus like, I don't have that kind of money. And Ron's just like, wait a minute. I do. And everybody's just like, what? He's like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, well, how are you going to do it? He's like, you can get my phone. You got my phone. Yeah. You can watch me do it. I'll just transfer it in the app. So they do. They get his phone. Goes. They watch. He transfer it. He's like, yeah, we're good. See you. Good to go. Yeah, so. We paid him. He's good. Everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Problem solved. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And that's when Ron reveals. I took his advice and I got some scum coin. <laughs> what, what, what was it? It was um. Oh, what the fuck was it called? I don't remember that either, unfortunately. All right, keep keep going. I'll look it up. But yeah, he got the Sagam coin, and he invested the forty fifty thousand dollars, and by lunch that day, he had made two hundred times that. It was a wonderful little coming of age, and now you got Morelio realizing that. Uh, He's got that killer instinct in there. Everybody's uh, everybody's going to be okay. They all have their big revelations. And that's when they realize that the big CEO is walking out of the, uh, out of the meeting without ever having seen Marcus. So Marcus goes running over, pleads his case, but because she wasn't there. Made her wait for 12 whole minutes. The whole 12 minutes made her wait. The audacity of this bitch. Um, 
made her wait, so she has made her decision. And that is when Young steps up and fights for Marcus. Marcus and Young come over to the group and let them know that Young's opinion matters. And she changed her mind, and they're going with Marcus. And everybody is having a happy, dappy, sappy ending. Yep. I can't find what it stands for. That's fine. So, next, we got them all sitting at a beach. They're all sitting down, talking. Reese is talking, and off in the distance, you can see a bunch of FBI agents slowly approaching down the path. And that's when Reese reveals he wasn't actually released. He escaped. Says he just wanted to come hang out with time with his daughter and her family, but... Yep. It's time to go back. Time to go back for another 10 to 20 years. The FBI comes down and they arrest him. It was touching, though. Got, it was. Ron got his approval. He should have been after paying fucking $5 million for him. Yeah, he got the kiss. He got the kiss. He got the shalom. He did get the kiss. Yeah. But now he is back to prison. And all is right in the world. And Ron's Marilio. a millionaire. Ron's a millionaire. Marilio's got his date with the mom of the other baby. Yep. Because he's Marcus. got that killer instinct now. Marcus got the contract. Yeah. They are good to go. Yeah. It was a wonderful end to the movie. It was. So, what did we think of this setting for this lovely little masterpiece? Perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's vacation, friends. So it's got to be in somewhere tropical, hot, beachy. That's the kind of stuff that goes goes on down. I'll be honest with you. I kind of want to see him in a mountain setting. (laughs) Yeah. Some some skiing, not just the skiing they've been doing. Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Yeah, it made sense. Using the polluted water of Cuba. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not to the Cubans, but no, I'm sure not. And I'm sure it's not like that down there. Um, so but yeah. How about the uh I mean what it obviously followed a very similar formula to the last movie. And obviously it worked. Think? It did. Do you like the concept of this movie? Did you yeah. like adding that that little wrinkle where the father is kind of the bad guy instead of like in the first one? The father's just that overbearing. I mean, he's still the bad guy, but he's not the bad. Guy, I mean, bad guy, it's. I mean, so I, I think with with this kind of like template they had from the first one, it's it focuses on Marcus and how he looks at people. Yeah. Because when he looked at Ron and Kayla the first time, he was like, hell no, these fucking people are crazy. Mm-hmm. But then turns out to be his besties. Yeah, gives you that and, whole don't you buy a cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's perfect wording for it. And then now in this one, 
He's accepted Ron and Kayla, but now you add in this third person, Reese, who shows all these traits that mm-hmm. Marcus is like, mm-hmm. and turns out he was right, but he wasn't really a bad guy. Yeah. Like, the crypto thing is a perfect example. So, yeah. you know, it sounds like a scam, but then in turn, it saves their asses. Yeah, well, I don't care. In the end, if somebody offers me some kind of goddamn cryptocurrency, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for the story, it made sense. And Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it not just for the story. I mean, for, for Ron and Kyla, it makes sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the character development throughout the movie, you know, with Marcus's character kind of reverting back to his old self, but then to a new Marcus. Ron was still Ron. Kayla was still Kayla. Emily kind of... No, Ron had to grow. Ron had to grow. Except that not everybody likes him. But in the end, he doesn't like everybody. Yeah. He had to get that approval. He had to work for it, though. The first time he's ever had to work for it. And... Choosing somebody like Steve Buscemi to play the role of Reese, perfect casting. Yeah. John Cena as the role of Ron, like, I can't think of anybody else that could play the role as he does. It kind of reminded me of his character in Blockers. Like the yeah. kind of like uptight. Well, he's know. very he's good a big at that. guy. Yeah, he's good at that kind of big, dumb jock yeah. style. Which guy's kind of what he is. Yeah, but, you know, like, that's a role he's really good at. Mm-hmm. And same thing in this movie, same thing in the, the original. And we'll talk about it in a few, a few moments, but, you know, a sequel to this one. Yep. Like, I could only imagine it would be Ron's dad. Well, I kind of think they have to go somewhere else for it now. They've killed the parents. Angle. Yeah, they could go around. But not really, though. But, like, you see Kayla's dad. He's, you know, squirmy. He's fucking a con and all that. Imagine, I don't even know who could play it. But... No idea. Somebody You're not going to get who it should be. It should be like, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood or something. But you're not going to get Clint Eastwood. Yeah, uh, like a De Niro or... Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Don't deal with that kind of silly bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So... The length of it, one hour and 45 minutes, rated R. I mean, it was pretty good. It wasn't too much over the normal, you know, little no. extra 15 minutes. I felt I felt it dragged a little bit at certain scenes. Yeah, I mean, the first one did once too. It, once they went on the scuba trip, like, things really picked up. Yeah. I mean, there were some points where it kind of had to drag just because, yeah. you know, it dealt with the whole work situation and you can't do all physical comedy and hijinks with yeah the business setting it's kind of overdone but, but uh, 
How about your favorite scene? Um, I have to say it's the scene when he transfers the money. Yeah. Because it's, it's just all the like... The most oh. unexpected. Because he walks over with them and the girl's like, what's he doing? And yeah. Marcus and Reese are like, you were fucking $5 million? Yeah. Like... I don't know. I kind of like the uh, the scene where they're dragging her out because she's counting the cards. Yeah. God, God, get with my money. Oh, she's just getting dragged out. And he's get your hands off my wife. <laughs> and then even the scene, like, when he starts crying, like... Mm -hmm. Why don't you like me? <laughs> Everybody likes me. But, yeah. All right. Do we recommend this wonderful little movie? Yes. I do, too. Um, uh, comparatively to the first one, I don't know if I would say the first one's a whole bunch better. They're kind of equal. They're both pretty good. Yeah. But I do recommend them. You do, You should watch the first one first, though. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You, it sets it sets, up, sets up the characters perfectly. And you'll understand a lot more in the second one if you watch the first one first. Yep. So. Do we think that there's a sequel to this sequel? Yeah, we just discussed that. I believe so. Yeah. And again, hopefully, I, I would like them to kind of maybe move on from the parental thing, but yeah, it's there. There's enough meat on the bone. You know, the kid gets a little bit older and all of a sudden they're pregnant oh. or something, you know? Yeah. All right. So what do we have for a rating from Johnny Boy? I give it 3.5. Solid. I give it a 3.5 myself. I did like it. I do recommend it. IMDb gave it a 5.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, only a 23%. Don't know what's wrong with them. Letterbox 2.4 out of 5. I mean, it's only been out for four days now at this yeah, point. I know. So we had so long. Maybe we'll follow up in a couple of weeks and see what it's up to. But yes. We'll see. But I mean, next... it's, it's kind of a goofy sophomore comedy, so it's yeah. not really all that unexpected. Yeah, and people are going to be dicks because of John Cena's in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't have Hulu compared yeah. to Netflix or whatever, so it's... Yes, it... yes. We'll follow up in a couple of weeks, see what, it's, see what it says. But next week... We did the summer movie preview. Now it's time for the Halloween preview of the fall. We're going to discuss some movies coming out between September 1st and October 31st. So, should be fun. You excited for this, Justin? Yeah, we'll see. Some yeah. of the movies, yeah. A lot of them, we'll see. I watched a few of the trailers as I was putting together the notes, and we're actually going off of a list that Bloody Disgusting put out yesterday, like the top 31 movies to watch are coming out between now and Halloween, so that's kind of our basis of the movies coming out. Um, some of them we have discussed, some of them 
um, like elevator game. We discussed that in the summer preview, but it got pushed. Um, something. Oh, saw. But Five Nights at Freddy's we discussed, so we'll kind of rehash our thoughts on them. Some other trailers mm-hmm. have come out for each of those, so we'll we'll check in with that. Yeah, those uh, those whole strikes there have had an effect on a lot of release dates. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast, as well as all our social media channels. We will see you at the bar next week. Bye. 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 Kyle?